This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I'm Whitney Dean on Afternoons on News Talk 770 as we head into the Canada Day long weekend. We are going to have some Canadian content. We'll have a speech coach who works with people on suppressing accents, including Canadian accents. It's not just a oot and a boot and all of that. There's a lot of other subtle ones that we have apparently. So how that works, what words are different, and uh, so, yeah, it'll be kind of interesting and fun to do. But also, we're going to take a look back 1967. So journalist Tom Hawthorne wrote a book. It's the year Canadians lost their minds and found their country, the centennial of 1967. And I feel that there would have been a much different party and feeling happening then than the feeling that we're having around the celebrations around Canada's 150th birthday. But right now, I want to elaborate on the story that Rob Breckenridge brought you just before the news. So we're continuing the story of Jim Lewis. Many people know him as Benny the Bear on Buckshot. So here is the recap from Casey Lewis, the son of Jim Lewis, on this story about an immigration controversy, brouhaha. It sounds absolutely awful to go through. So here's Casey Lewis on Jim Lewis, also known as Benny the Bear, and what he's been going through uh, as someone who's been a Canadian since he was three years old, uh, all of a sudden having to go through the immigration process. Here's that audio. My grandparents moved here in 1948, took a boat all the way from England to Halifax, and then took a train all the way across Canada to Calgary, where they eventually settled. And that's where he grew up. He grew up in Calgary. He lived his entire life. All his memories are of Canada. Yeah, he grew up <laughs> with with nothing to indicate that he wasn't. He he went to school here. He graduated. He you know got his first job. He got married. Uh, he had kids. He owned homes. He he had his driver's license. All of this stuff, and none of this was really an issue until he retired to British Columbia a couple of years ago with his wife Bev, and. Um, then when he went to get his driver's license renewed and replaced with a British Columbia driver's license, they took his Alberta license and informed him that they couldn't give him a BC license because he wasn't a Canadian citizen. It, it, was, it was definitely a shock to him. Um, he, he had no real idea about it. And, of course, it's put a, a severe damper on his retirement. He, he can't uh, deal with all of the issues of his uh, will and his estate. Um, he's had trouble with his with his mortgage and his banking because technically he doesn't have any of the identification or documentation now because uh, the BC government took his Alberta driver's license, so he doesn't have a photo ID. And they've basically sent him on this endless loop of going between provincial departments and federal departments trying to get these things sorted out. But they just sort of keep sending him back and forth with no real solution in sight. Um, he has documentation. He's gone to the British government, the Home Office in Britain, to get his birth certificate, his uh, the passenger manifest from the Aquitania, which was the boat that they were on. Um, all of these things that were that were never really explained, I guess, to my grandparents in enough detail that he wasn't, in effect, a Canadian citizen. And it, it seems to me something that would be relatively easy to rectify. But nonetheless, he just keeps getting, you know, bounced around between these divisions and. There's no, there's no end in sight. 
So it is, it sounds very painful to go through, annoying. Anyone who knows, who's gone through any type of government paperwork knows how confusing it can be, how exact it has to be, or it gets sent back. And this just feels like someone is getting the runaround. So I wanted to talk to an immigration lawyer to get to the bottom of some of this, how this can happen, next steps for people if you're in this situation, even how long you have to keep documents around like this. So on the line is Raj Sharma, and he's a counselor. Great immigration lawyer, and he joins us. Good afternoon, Raj. Good afternoon, Whitney. Okay, so as an immigration lawyer, your first thoughts hearing about this story? Oh my God, this is almost heresy. I, I grew up with the uh, Buckshot show. Um, I actually don't have a lot of sympathy for Benny the Bear. Um, the, I, I think the issue is this: is that uh, there's this concept of lost Canadians, Whitney. So. Mm-hmm. There, and that concept of lost Canadians implies that you're a Canadian to begin with. Yeah. So someone comes to Canada, they're not born in Canada. And mm-hmm. let's say, for example, they come to Canada before 1947. Now, 1947 is kind of important because that's when we first got our own citizenship act. Ah, okay. So I guess, you know, dealing with the clients that I get, it's somewhat of a strange situation where we've got this, well, Someone didn't explain the rules to our grandparents properly. And, and the fact of the matter is, there was no application for Canadian citizenship. And ignorance of the law is generally not a defense. Mm-hmm. I do have sympathy for lost Canadians that lose or are unable to get status because of racist or sexist issues, for example. Children born to you know Canadian women, for example. Uh, and for a while, that was an issue. Who marry a, a foreign national, for example. Mm-hmm. So the issue here is we have someone that was not born in Canada. That individual came as an immigrant, and it was a British subject. Now, all Benny the Bear, this individual, you know, Mr. Lewis, all he has to do is simply make an application to the minister under Section 5, Sub 4 of the Citizenship Act. The minister has the discretion to grant almost anyone citizenship. Uh-huh. So instead of doing this run-around, Mr. Lewis should call an immigration lawyer and file one application with a couple of hundred dollars in processing fees, and he should be fine. Okay, so he says though he's gone to his MLA and other government offices and dealing with immigration. Well, an uh, MLA is yeah. a member of a legislative assembly. It, the province has no jurisdiction over a federal oh. legislation like the Citizenship Act. Okay, so maybe if he's gone to his MP, is that different then? Of course. But, and again, let's, you know, let's, it's really, again, it's interesting in the sense of there's this entitlement here, which I think is interesting. And again, you know, it's, I seem to be the devil's advocate. I know, I'm kind of like, oh, you're going to get some angry texts I, here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of used to that. Now, when, let's remember, it's been, what, almost 100 years since the Komagatamaru. So we had a couple of hundred, let's say, brown guys, Indians, mm-hmm. and they were British subjects. And because they're British subjects, they came to Canada on that Komagatamaru, the ill-fated Komagatamaru, mm-hmm. and they were turned back, and legislation was changed. And now, of course, we have British subjects back from Britain, and they expect, I suppose, preferential treatment, perhaps. The mm-hmm. reality is, is that with the changes of the law in both 2009 and 2012, the vast, vast majority of real lost Canadians, that status has been restored to them. Anyone right now shouldn't be running around, shouldn't go to their MLA. 
All they have to do, and of course, it seems that Mr. Lewis has a plethora of uh, documents. He's obviously just as Canadian as you and I, except luckily I was born in Hamilton, Ontario, and so this has never been an issue. But Mm. what he should do is do a simple request to the minister, and I can almost guarantee that the minister will grant him citizenship instead. And I think what he's doing is he's running around trying to apply for permanent resident status. Now, permanent resident status, he is a permanent resident. He's applying for a permanent resident card. Now, that requires, for example, different level of documents to establish a number of different things. He should just short-circuit all of this and go directly to the minister, apply directly for grant of citizenship under Section 5 sub 4. It's a discretionary grant. It will recognize his unique circumstances and the fact that he or his parents neglected to regularize that status or, or apply for citizenship in any of the years after 1947. Okay, so how long would that take? It's a discretionary grant. Now, luckily, given the media attention to this, I imagine, and uh, and of course, his beloved status among uh, Calgarians, I'm sure, uh, you know, it will be... Uh, you know, longer than he probably wants. Yeah, because because, let's face it, when people say immigration and paperwork, automatically it's like, well, that's a few years away. Right, but I mean, like, you can't blame the minister or the bureaucrats or immigration officers if you're, you know, um, not making the proper application. So he's never applied and he's, you know, he shouldn't, I don't know if, you know, thinking about processing times is appropriate when he's actually doesn't appear to have applied the normal, you know, the nor- the uh, the appropriate way to get citizenship for his circumstance. Okay, and is that part of it? Is that like for many of these people, maybe didn't have the proper paper paperwork? It's because their specific circumstances are different. Like that's what that section five sub four is all about when you're applying well, to the immigration minister. Well, it's kind of it's it's discretionary. Now the issue here is, for example, there's real lost Canadians, mm-hmm. and these are you know lost Canadians that actually had a legitimate expectation that they are Canadian. Sometimes these individuals even have Canadian passports, and, and then later they're, they're, those passports are not extended or renewed again. So I want to distinguish real lost Canadians from people that think because of the fact that they've been here since they were a child, they have, they're lost Canadians. So Lost Canadian implies that they were Canadian to begin with. And I don't think time in Canada does that. Uh, let's contrast this with the case of Deepan Badlakati. Mm-hmm. Deepan Badlakati was actually born in Ontario. Um, his parents were gardeners on the Indian staff at the consulate of India in, uh, in Canada, in Ontario. So he had, a, he had an Ontario birth certificate. He actually had a Canadian passport. And they've revoked that citizenship, or shall I say, they've, they've indicated he's not a Canadian because his parents were considered diplomatic staff. So, I, again, I, I find this sort of odd contrast between Deepak Badlakati, who was born in Canada, mm-hmm. um, has an Ontario birth certificate, had a Canadian passport at one time, and someone, albeit someone that's been in Canada for decades, who didn't file the appropriate or necessary paperwork ever... Um, to then now demand citizenship. But again, there is a way for Mr. Lewis to obtain citizenship. He just has to file the appropriate application with the appropriate department. Okay. 
One moment. I'm going to put you on hold. Raj Sharma is a Calgary immigration lawyer. Probably doesn't have the most popular opinion right now when it comes to the story of Jim Lewis, also known as Benny the Bear, and uh, the show Buckshot and when it was in Calgary. But it's that whole sense of having the paperwork, you have uh, all the documentation, you've been living as a Canadian for how many years, uh, and then somehow that gets your either driver's license for Jim Lewis. That's what happened to him. All of a sudden it got, uh, he couldn't renew it and has been going through a bit of a rigmarole. Though Raj Sharma says he just needs to uh, put through some paperwork, maybe go through an immigration lawyer. Uh, There's a certain section in the immigration code that he could go through. And then also the difference between lost Canadians as well. So coming up, I am wanting to know about a little more about these other lost Canadians that Raj is talking about. But then also, how long should you be holding on to some of these older documents for and how it happens that uh, whether you're a lost Canadian or whether you're someone who's had this happen to or whether you are Jim Lewis, what happens uh, or why does this seem to happen? Why is it that when you've been living this way this whole time, you've had all the paperwork the whole time, how does this all of a sudden get taken away for you? How does it end up happening? We'll have that in just a moment. I'm Whitney Dean on Afternoons on News Talk 770. I'm Whitney Dean on Afternoons and News Talk 770 talking to Raj Sharma, a Calgary immigration lawyer. And Raj, there are some people that are agreeing with you now as well as they text into 403-974-8255 saying that, well, you know, like it is, maybe it was just a case of quickly going to a lawyer. But then there's always some comments about, uh, well, you're a lawyer. Of course, you're going to sell lawyer services when it comes to going through a lawyer. Why? Okay. Give me why you think people would need to go through a lawyer for this or other immigration things? Well, I, I guess the, the easy answer is look at the experience of Mr. Lewis. Apparently, he's been doing this for the last three years. Um, mm. And that could have been solved with one consultation, perhaps. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, to some degree, I think, again, I, I, I don't need necessarily to sell my services. There <laughs> seem to be in demand no matter what. But, uh, um, you know, this is why you go to a professional. You know, I, I don't... Uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't uh, drill my own teeth or, or, or do dental surgery myself either. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you go to professionals when you need this sort of assistance. And and frankly, it could have saved him a lot of uh, heartache and, and run around because I think there is actually a way around this. I, I don't know why he was applying necessarily, for example, for a permanent residency. I mean, but again. Um, you know, this this is what happens. So again, I'm not I'm not a show necessarily for lawyers, but I'm just I understand people's frustrations, but I would understand those frustrations if they did the right thing or the appropriate action, and then there was some sort of pushback or um, resist resistance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Raj, when it comes to doing uh, this paperwork or this case with Jim Lewis, you mentioned some other people, it seems to me they've gone through a lot of their, most of their adult lives as well, living as they thought Canadian citizens with passports or driver's licenses, all the proper documentation or what they thought was the proper documentation. Why does it seem to come up that then all of a sudden uh, someone at a desk at a driver's license, going to get your driver's license, uh, all of a sudden says, oh, actually, you're not a citizen and we can't renew it. How do these cases all of a sudden come up later? Like what happened before that they were able to get all the paperwork? Well, I think, I think Whitney, the, the reality is that everything is getting in terms of, for example, our, our relationship with the United States as well, our immigration laws, this uh, North America sort of permi- perimeter is that um, everyone wants to now know 
and and these things are now cropping up almost right these sort of uh, these issues that lay dormant for many many decades so again there's a you know there's an issue where uh, driver's licenses or status documents or passports may well have been issued in error oh. now just because it was issued in error doesn't give rise to an expectation or a legal right um so I think, and, and again, you know, these, these, the lost Canadians, and let's put everything in perspective. There are a few hundred, and again, I, I have a great deal of sympathy for a war bride, for example, that came over in the 40s. Um, and, and with that British passport and with that status and just, you know, um, there's a limited amount, for example, of travel, for example. Maybe an individual doesn't travel, so you don't need a passport. And so this never comes to light before this, I mean, perhaps you move provinces and all of a sudden provinces, different province requires different documentation. And, you know, you're living your entire life in Alberta. No one seems fit to question your uh, your status, for example. Um, you know, I, again, I have a great deal of citizenship for, uh, for individuals that, you know, again, there's a connection to Canada and there's, a, there's almost a legitimate expectation that, wait, I, I am a Canadian, but and so, and, and again, let's put everything in perspective. This is now down to a few dozen individuals mm-hmm. at most. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then just for in general, and I would think you being in the immigration business, uh, when it comes to documentation, okay, I love to throw things out. I'm very much all about keeping things uh, very tidy, I guess, per se, or organized. I just hate having extra things around, and I'm not really sentimental. And I just look at some of Jim Lewis's stuff that he kept around, uh, and that his parents were uh, good enough to keep around of all the documentation of the boats and uh, the ship manifest and they had to go through all the work to find all any of the ones that they didn't happen to keep as well uh just as a regular person like what things should you have on hand for yourself to make sure that you don't run into any problems or that should maybe you lose one piece of documentation that you have other ones to back you up so you don't have to worry about uh, when you go to try to get say a new passport or you lost your passport well again this is a you know hard you know, hard cases make bad law. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you should, you know, govern your life based on a sort of outlier event of something that happened in pre-1947. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fact of the matter is most people will apply for a passport or permanent residency. The requirements are quite clear. Most people will have those requirements. Once you're a Canadian, you're going to stay a Canadian unless there's some misrepresentation or fraud in your application, underlying application. Now, you know, again, I, I want to be clear I don't want to be anti Benny the Bear on this Canada Day long weekend. I just want to be clear that it is ironic, it is odd that Mr. Lewis is going through these issues when the first thing that, you know, the revised Liberal Citizenship Act did was restore citizenship to a convicted terrorist. Um, his citizenship was revoked under the former law, the Bill C-24, and Bill C-6 uh, brought, gave him back his citizenship. So, um, it is ironic. It is regrettable. Um, but again, this is a bit of an outlier. And I, really, I, you know, I want to, there are, there's two sides to this coin. Mm-hmm. For example, I had an individual born in Scotland with over 50 convictions in Canada. And I was, you know, he was, I was handling his deportation uh, appeal. And uh, he's been here since he was three as well. And, you know, at, you know, at the last minute, 
you know, he was born in Scotland at the last minute, talked to his mom, heavy Scottish accent, talked to his mom, discovered his mom was born in Canada, mm. which made my guy a Canadian citizen by right, which stopped his deportation. So, you know, there's a, sort of two sides to this coin, but, you know, there's something about having citizenship by right or by descent and citizenship, which is naturalization. So Mr. Lewis and everyone else in Canada who's a permanent resident, and again, sometimes when you've got a great other passport, like a British passport or an EU passport, you might get a little bit, uh, je ne sais quoi, a little bit, uh, you know, relaxed about uh, your status in Canada. My, my advice to anyone who's here, who thinks of themselves as a Canadian, to apply for Canadian citizenship. Yeah. Well, thanks very much, Raj. I am probably not uh, a popular person at the beginning, but I think people are starting to understand the story. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Anytime. Raj Sharma, Calgary immigration lawyer. Uh, Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.